here on Tuesday, 15th of February. Quite a good day yesterday. Our market up 27, despite Wall Street being down 500 on Friday. But today, turning over a little bit, as I look at it now, we're down 38. Wall Street down 171. And we're down 38, despite BHP being up 2.3% on results. S&P 500 was down 0.38%. NASDAQ was unchanged. And I see SQ2, the old afterpay, up 4% today. The VIX volatility index up overnight. If you look at the chart of the VIX, you'll see volatility is back above the relaxed bull market band. So volatility at raised levels at the moment. As I say, BHP results today, loads of others as well. Tom will get to those, but noticeably Sims Limited, which of course is metals recycling, $3 billion company. They're up 13% today on results. Ansel survived their results after a terrible downgrade in January. I think they're up 1% or so, and a bunch of others as well. Europe was down quite hard, 1.8%. And I think this is the tone of the market still, is that after that solid bounce after the uh, collapse a couple of weeks ago, after the solid bounce, we seem to be running into the brick wall again. And the trend seems to be down. We seem to have peaked. I see Goldman Sachs have dropped their target price for the S&P 500 from 5,100 to 4,900 at the end of the year. We've got the Ukraine going on in the background. Kiv, which is the Ukrainian capital, I assume, uh, and I had to be taught by the ABC how to pronounce it. Uh, Kiv, the US have pulled out of their embassy and destroyed all their IT phone networks. They obviously think the Russians are going to wander in and uh, have a look at all their files. So that's not a great sign. Um, what else have we got? Uh, there's a bit of research out from RBC about war and what it generally does to the stock market. As Henry will tell you, and I can tell you, the opportunity that's created by war is often far more interesting than the sell-off that it can create. Obviously, you don't want to be buying just ahead of uh, Russian troops walking into Ukraine. But in the Gulf War, the market anticipated the Gulf War. And then almost to the day that the bombs started dropping, the market bounced. So war does tend to be temporary in its impact on the stock market. It does tend to be negative initially but eventually create an opportunity. So I'm not sure we should fear it too much. Otherwise, oil price up 2%, near $100. Metal prices up small. Gold up $27. Gold had a really good day yesterday. We've got the RBA minutes today. CBA ex-dividend tomorrow. Computer share ex-dividend today. Uh, we have 358 out of 500 US companies have reported. We are smack in the middle of our results season. Very busy next couple of weeks. Tom, what's going on today? Another big day of results, Marcus. You touched on a few. We have Seek, BHP, Seven West Media, Ancel, Dexus, some of the main ones. As you said, we also have RBA meeting minutes out later. On to BHP, they posted a record dividend, US 150 cents, and that was up 30% on last year, also above consensus. There was a little bit of chatter that it was a bit of compensation for last year's payout, which was a little bit cautious given uncertainties. So all 
our pre-result or my pre-results caution last week about watch out for iron ore stocks because mineral resources were terrible uh, has not unfolded at all. So BHP powering through, which is good. And we heard Henry as well the other day talking about how they were they were different, but I guess the the half where iron ore fell was injecting a bit of risk into these results. So good to see they've performed well. They were talking about a big pivot to their future facing commodities and achieved higher realized prices for all of them, even despite that iron ore weakness. Seek declared its highest dividend in three years. Dexas cut its distribution to 28 cents, slipping a little bit on early price action. Ancel, as you said, it was up early despite the ugly result. They had a profit downgrade in January. The AFR labeled it the one-stop shop for, I guess, the poor results that every management team wants to avoid. Computer share trading X dividend today, CBA tomorrow, as well as IAG. RBA minutes today are expected to highlight the bank's patient stance that we've heard them talking about for a while and also touch on the upgraded economic outlook announced in the recent statement on monetary policy. FOMC minutes tomorrow night, I believe as well. There was a chatter this morning that the market may not actually get what it wants from the January FOMC minutes in terms of colour on the timing and pace of hikes. So it'll be interesting to watch out what comes from that there. And another economic data point, ANZ consumer confidence up 3.3% back above 100, which is considered the neutral level. So a lot of stuff going on today, but again, BHP results, the big thing today. Main thing, results, RBA minutes, FOMC minutes this week. Uh, Good. Leighton, broker stuff. Brokers telling us anything interesting? Uh, A couple of things. Bendigo and Adelaide Bank on their results yesterday, they're up 4%. City and Credit Suisse, both just neutral this morning. Macquarie hasn't outperformed though. They're 12% above the current share price. Insurance Australia Group, brokers really mixed on them. Morgan Stanley noted that insurance margins still fell year on year and claims inflation to be a risk for 2022. So we've got Morgan's downgraded this morning to hold, but their target price is still 5.7% above. Macquarie has an outperform rating about the same target price. City says buy, they're 22% above the current share price. UBS says sell. Morgan Stanley underweight and Ordmanet also says by their target price is 16.5% above the current share price. Borrell on their results yesterday was down 2%. Macquarie says that they see opportunity from market improvement. They kept their outperform rating, but their target price comes down to $4.35 from $7.20, but it's still 16.9% above the current share price. And also had Allchem, City says buy with a target price, 55% above the current share price. And Ordinate Group, that's 88, is the code for that one. UBS says buy, the target price is 38% above the current share price. Morgan Stanley also says overweight, with a target price 41% above the current share price. Thanks, Leighton. And Chris is busy at the moment on the telly. Uh, He has a chart of the day on CMM, which he likes. And Henry, what have we got in Henry's take today? Um, Thanks, Marcus. Uh, Just in Henry's take today, just going through a few 
few things. Uh, one is the great oil trade where the world and his wife is long and just pointing out that sometimes it's not a great thing to be long with everybody else because there is no one left to buy it. So just to keep an eye on that one, interestingly as well, Beach Energy, which had a really good day yesterday on the results, are down 7% today, certainly backing and filling on the back of those results. Also looking at the lithium space, which has absolutely collapsed. If you'll remember, we put together a battery pack in January 2021, which uh, hit a high of $135,000 worth from a $60,000 investment that is now back to about 105. Uh, so it has fallen around 22% from its highs. The likes of Pilbara and those sorts of stocks have been under intense pressure. And it's certainly something that we pointed out uh, in terms of lithium with the hole in supply demand with uh, that uh, supply coming on in 2024-25, but elevated prices at the moment. We still have elevated prices at the moment, but clearly that narrative has changed a little bit and some of the frothy money is leaving. Looking at take some profits in Pilbara at 373, looking at buying them, uh, adding to them around 280 when they come back a bit further. So I'm happy to do that. Also, uh, just a little look at the ETF portfolio, which is 40% in cash. So that is um, certainly a little bit conservative at the moment. That's about it from me. Uh, Thanks, Henry. Marcus in the strategy section, still writing it. But after the weekend, uh, some people were suggesting that they couldn't find the strategy stuff. Uh, Have a look in the weekend email always. I always do a paragraph on strategy there. But the, the strategy at the moment has to be that this year is looking like a grind not a buoyant, carefree bull market. We're fully invested in the forever portfolio. And I'm going to be over this week running through that, looking to see if there are any holdings that uh, could be clipped. Then on our funds management side with the direction of Oriana, our consultant through who are top down, is developed a bit of a feeling about consumer discretionary struggling this year. We've got quite a lot of that in the forever portfolio, so I might attend to some of those. So looking to not cash up, but certainly looking to have a visit and refresh that we're doing the right things in the forever portfolio. The dividend portfolio is outperforming quite nicely and ahead of dividend season, I don't think we're going to be shopping around on that. I have wondered what to do with what used to be called the really boring portfolio, but it's now called the strategy portfolio, where we're holding an S&P 500 ETF and an ASX 200 ETF. I'm wondering whether I need to pull that back. I don't think there's anything precipitous going on, so I'll probably just stick with it at the moment. But I do feel that maybe uh, if I was running my own super, I might be sitting back at the beginning of this year and going, I may not hang myself out fully and might be more stock-specific or situation-specific rather than market-confident. I think that's what I would sum it up as, but you can read the strategy section today. Uh, I've also, in the strategy section, answered a member's email about Peter Schiff, who is a vehement anti-government commentator out of the US. And I would just say that you can, if you read people like him, Nuriel Rabini, Mark Faber, in the normal distribution curve of uh, optimists and pessimists, 
there are far less pessimists than optimists. If I was a super perma bear, I would get more profile than if I was a perma bull. And some people occupy that space in the market and get a lot of profile because of it. Peter Schiff's one of those. And if you read his history or his father's history, who went to prison for tax evasion, he hates the government. And he's predicting that uh, the economy is the Titanic. And he's trying to persuade everybody to get off it and get off the stock market. So if you read those people for long enough, you'll end up surrounded by barbed wire, baked beans and shotguns living in a bunker. So the yes, I hear Peter Schiff and I hear the member watching Peter Schiff and being affected by it. But I would just say to you, with all that sort of doomsday, scenario stuff. You you wait for it to happen. There's absolutely no point you predicting it. He's been predicting it for 15 years, probably longer, uh, and has been wrong. So wait for these things to happen. Don't predict them and don't listen to the perma bears and change your state of mind uh, because of them. They will be a perma bear when the market's racing up and when it's racing down as well. So let's wait for the, the bunkers and baked beans moment before buying baked beans. Right. Now, Karishma, what's going on with um, Marcus today at the moment? So um, obviously Chris is missing today because he's doing the um, his webinar with an app trade. Apart from that, Chris has his chart chat on this Friday. Registration links are available on our website and also in the newsletter as usual. For media appearances, we just finished with your spot, Marcus, on ABC Radio. Um, I don't think we've got anything else for the day. Henry, do you have anything else on the media for the day? No. Yeah, that's it. Me today. Henry and I are doing on the couch as well we're going to be recording that today for the weekend are you releasing that this weekend henry sure i am good okay good right question of the day is what's the worst mistake an investor can make tom looking at a company that's fallen a lot and thinking oh look how much money i could make if it gets back to that that peak or that you know recently it's been the pre-pandemic peak i think that's a fallacy that i think it's dangerous to follow you'd summarize that as don't catch the knife ben i would say overconfidence thinking you're a, a stud investor or trader because even the best have a strike rate that is not much beyond 50%. Well, I think what you need to know is that in a bull market, the number of guru traders is about 99.9%. And in a bear market, it's about 0.1%. So the market makes the makes your ability often latent. Pretty obvious one, I think. Not subscribing to Marcus today. Oh, very yeah, good. I, was going to, I was going to say that one. Henry? Not doing your own research. Right. We, constantly, we constantly say in disclaimers that you should do your own research, but how many times do we just follow blindly? There you go. And I have one as well. Uh, worst mistake you can make. Uh, after 40 years of stockbroking, number of portfolios I've seen, a lot of them for retail investors have the same mistake in them, which is a tale of small company disasters they never sell. So not selling is one, but the other one is if you've got a stock that used to be 50 grand and is now four grand, it's still four grand. You can still sell it and you probably ought to because I, I feel that if you wake up in the morning uh, with a big loss on your portfolio every day, it just eats away at your psyche. It's just going idiot, 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 idiot. And that has a cost. Anyway, there we go. Right, good. As I leave you or as we leave 
leave you. Down 35, uh, we have Sims Limited up 15% now, BHP up 2.2%, Seek up 5.6%. Other notable is SQ2 or Afterpay up 4% today. Gold stocks doing okay. Resource stocks a little bit on the nose. Banks all down a bit after a good day, day before, right? That's about it. Have a good day. Everyone.